Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spill the Baby Tea, a podcast where we can only talk about all things motherhood and parenthood. My name is Helen Wu Wang. I'm a mom to a 20-month-old baby boy, and I'm here to create a space where we can all share, connect, and feel a little less alone. This past week, my husband and I celebrated our marriage amongst several of our closest friends and family, and it was such a beautiful celebration. We'll share more about the wedding details on the main podcast next Thursday, but for today's episode, I wanted to talk specifically about how we incorporated our toddler into our wedding, which is so untraditional in all senses, but sometimes you just gotta go with the flow of what life throws at you. To all the parents out there, we are in this together, so let's get this episode started. As with every episode of Spill the Baby Tea, we are going to start with our giggle and drool of the week. My drool of the week is that the week before the wedding, my baby ended up with this huge scar in the middle of his forehead, Harry Potter style. While I know this is not that big of a deal because babies fall all the time, it's just that this whole past year, I think he's only had like two or three minor scars or scratches on his face. Otherwise, maybe some baby acne, but generally blemish and scar-free. And it just so happened that five days before the wedding, we had a pillow. And maybe this is something that other parents can either learn from or already know. But he had a pillow in his playpen because he was play sleeping slash probably just tired and wanting to put his head down. And instead of having his head on the floor, there was a pillow in there. I had come down to see him after finishing up some work and he gets really excited when I emerge from my room. So he gets up from laying down, runs towards the edge of the playpen, and as he's running, his sweaty little toes clips the edge of the pillow and he face plants fully into the wooden poles of the playpen and immediately starts crying. It didn't look that bad. And he stopped crying shortly after, and we were thinking, okay, it's not that bad. But minutes later, we see the bruise start to form, and we see that it actually broke skin and would scab. I still said, you know, it's not a big deal. It'll be good by the wedding. And the next day, it was like dark brown and large and very obvious on his face. So the next day, I started getting mad at myself for not catching that the pillow was in his playpen when he was running towards me. It's like, could I have run up to his playpen faster to catch him before he fell? And I feel like that's always a question I have to myself every time I'm in his vicinity and he falls. Could I have caught him in time? Could I have screamed loud enough for him to stop in his tracks? 
I think as a mom, you always assume that you could catch your baby before they hurt themselves. And while I will continue with all of my human ability to do that, I know that physically I can't always catch him when he falls. Before the wedding, he had this nice little scar on his head, forever memorialized in professional photos. And that's okay. That's just a story we will always remember for the rest of our lives. And we'll also always remember no pillows in the playpen. My giggle of the week is related to a topic that I actually get quite a good amount of questions on, and it's about his sleep. There are some nights where I will post on my Instagram stories that were up with him at 2 a.m., middle of the night, cuddling together on the couch, and people will message me and say, wait, I thought he was sleep trained. Is it not worth it to sleep train? Should I still do it? And to that, I will say that if we have another baby, we would 100% sleep train again. It is so rare that he doesn't sleep through the night that when he needs us, instead of being a parent who's like, ugh, not again, and begrudgingly going to his room to get him and try to put him back to sleep, I secretly love those nights when I hear him cry at 2 a.m. because I know he just needs some extra mommy or daddy love. And because I'm not, you know, a generally tired parent, having to adjust my sleep to his or him constantly needing me, I feel like I more happily go to get him from his crib in the middle of the night. I do feel like now that he's 20 months, the Ferber method, which is basically what we did, or the allowing him to cry it out for increasing periods of time before going in to reassure him, I don't know if that works for his age anymore. I feel like he's too smart for that, and I feel like it would take a long time to tire him out now. So instead of continuing to apply that method, which I think would be the general suggestion when he wakes up in the middle of the night, either myself or my husband will just hold him, lie down with him on the couch or in our guest bed, and sometimes just fall asleep with him until the morning. And we found that doing that actually does not disturb his ability to sleep through the night next day and the next and the next. There are just some nights he just needs those extra cuddles and... I live for the cuddles because he's a very independent, non-cuddly baby, and so I'm like very happy when he wakes up in the middle of the night. And that is my giggle of the week, having a good relationship with his sleep and him having a good relationship with his sleep as well. All right, so wedding with a baby involved. This is such a unique case for a lot of families out there, so I don't know how relevant this episode will be for everyone tuning in, but I know there were a lot of you that asked for details, whether you're in the same boat or just curious how we got it done. So this is the episode where I'll share it all with you. Just for some background, Philip and I were engaged in November of 2019, and we had already booked and started planning our wedding to happen in March of 2021. As we all know, the pandemic hit in March of 2020 and our wedding location canceled all of its bookings, gave us a full refund, thankfully, and did not rebook with anyone. So we were back at square one with no indication of when this pandemic would be over, when we'd be able to get married, and then go the you know traditional route of starting a family. And because we had no idea and because we didn't want a viral infection to delay our family planning, and because we weren't getting any younger, we said, let's just get officially married, which we ended up doing in 2021, just the two of us at a lovely Joshua Tree Airbnb over a Microsoft Teams video with a city official. And later that year, we had our beautiful baby boy. So kind of the traditional route, just without the big wedding. My husband and I, we have always been the type of people who 
value experiences over luxury goods and material things. So we knew we wanted to throw a celebration for our marriage at some point and to have our friends and family together. We also never exchanged wedding bands. We never exchanged vows because we basically waited for our wedding day to do all of that. And in December of 2022, when our baby turned one year old, we decided to start looking for a wedding venue again. Eight months later, this August, we finally got our marriage celebration. So that is the background. What did we do to incorporate our baby into the wedding? Firstly, we knew we needed help. We anticipated the day to be pretty hectic, which it turned out to be. So we knew ahead of time we needed to bring on our nanny, whom we asked a couple months before so we could confirm her availability for the weekend of our wedding. And she was more than happy to attend. Of course, in terms of pay, we paid her overtime for her added hours. And for those who are curious how this worked out for us, since I know money is always a touchy topic in these scenarios, we decided to pay her for three full days since she was coming with us the night before for the rehearsal and then the wedding day and the day after for our brunch. We ended up paying her a full day of eight hours for all three days with additional time and a half for the wedding day since that was a longer than normal day all of which she was very happy with, but definitely setting the monetary and timing expectations up front made everything very clean and agreeable for all parties. We then asked our parents, both my parents and Phyllis' parents who were going to be at the wedding, to be on the schedule as well. We knew that if our nanny was watching our little one all day and night, that she would need a break, which is why we solicited the help of our parents. So the first thing we did once we finalized the wedding day schedule with our wedding planner, which is a very detailed schedule of the wedding day events down to minutes, we took that and assigned out who would be with our baby at what time and for what events. On that schedule, we made sure to highlight when his snack time would be, his lunch time, his dinner time, if those meals were already packed and in the fridge, or if he'd be taking it from the communal meals that the rest of the bridal party were being served. We factored in nap time, sleep time, who was helping to bathe, when the caregivers would be able to shower or get ready or have their breaks for the wedding, when the moms had to get their hair and makeup done, the various activations we needed our baby involved in and exactly what time and during which portion of the wedding. For example, we had our baby walk down the aisle with us during the recessional. So he had to be ready at the end of the aisle. So all of that was listed out and emailed to each of the caregivers so they knew exactly what to expect without needing to tap us, which surprisingly, they never tapped us because they knew they just followed the schedule. We also made sure to send it out at least a week in advance of the wedding in case there were any questions. And yes, there were definitely questions. My mom doesn't even use email, I don't think. So I was like, oh, should I like we chat this over to her or email her and decided to email her. She read through it. Philip's mom like printed everything out and walked through it with me. So definitely, definitely send this out beforehand because there will be questions. But all of this I felt was very, very necessary in my opinion so that Philip and I, we could be present at our wedding and know that our child was being taken care of. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. 
Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. In terms of packing, we packed a separate small luggage for our baby because we planned for it so that he would be sleeping in our nanny's room instead of in my room or the groom's suite or in any of the parents' rooms because we knew that we would all have a role that night to host friends and family members. Another reason we did that is because our baby has an earlier bedtime than us. Typically, it is at 8 p.m., but for the wedding, we decided to push it to 9.45 p.m., which allowed him a few minutes to break it down on the dance floor before being shuffled away to bed. And we knew that for the rest of us, we would be out at the party until the end of it at 11 p.m. So what we did was we packed all of his things into one place to avoid a situation where someone might have had to find the keys to one of our rooms to get baby's clothes or shampoo or toothbrush if we didn't happen to be there, whatever it was. And instead, all of his things were collectively placed into our nanny's room, separate packing separate foods, separate all of that, so that we knew where all of his belongings were. We brought our Newton baby pack and play, which worked out as both a play yard and a travel crib, and it worked out amazingly. We also made sure the resort provided a fridge and a microwave in the room he was sleeping in, and we pre-packed my mom's jook porridge, rice porridge, and dumplings in case food was hard to get a hold of on the resort at like an immediate second. Like whenever he was hungry, he would just have food ready for him. We also packed cheese sticks, apple and veggie pouches, a whole carton of milk, a ton of dry non-refrigerated snacks. He loves the yogurt melts and Gerber cookies right now. So we had a ton of that. Bottled water, a ton of new books and toys, along with all of his various outfits. For the outfits, I would recommend texting a photo of each outfit and sending that to each of your caregivers so they know how to dress your child on whatever day for whatever occasion so that there are no questions or surprises when you see your baby and you're like, oh my gosh, why are you wearing a tux during brunch? <laughs> we also made sure to send the message out that after he is dressed, no wet snacks were to be given because a thousand percent he would get a stain on his clothes. So little details that might sound like, do you really have to communicate this to people? But I feel like it did help all of us at the end of the day. The night of the wedding, we had to make sure to coordinate a golf cart to be ready by 9.45 p.m. to take our nanny and baby back to their room. And we made sure that my brother-in-law was ready to help out if needed. So I gave our nanny his number in case she needed any help because I, I didn't have my phone on me, so I wouldn't be able to see it. I feel like the end of the night things are always forgotten, whether it's the party cleanup or where people are going for the after party or figuring out how to just get a mass amount of people to certain places. But all of that from this wedding, I found to be a very important part of the planning process. 
So making sure that our nanny knew at what time she was going back and how she was getting back was pretty crucial so that she felt comfortable doing all that by herself. Thankfully, she didn't need any help getting to her room. I also made sure she knew that we were comfortable with just wiping him down if he was really sleepy and just putting him into bed and not forcing a bath despite how much he'd been through, you know, throughout the day. So I think she felt good knowing that basically she could just head back to her room and roll him into his travel crib if he was too tired. So I know that sounded like a lot, but that covers his schedule, how we rallied the troops to help us manage a toddler on our wedding day, and also the major items of things that we packed for him and just logistically how we made it all work. And now onto the fun stuff. I really wanted to figure out how to incorporate our baby into our wedding because how special is it that we were able to have our firstborn at our wedding? Never in my life, of all the times I've dreamed of or thought of my wedding, did I have a scenario where my baby would be in it. So one of the first things we did was we had a first look with him. I had my first look with Philip first. And after that was done, we both walked over to a beautiful shaded area by his room where we waited for him to turn a corner to come find us. And it was a very, very precious moment because we had made sure, you know, my mom had dressed him. We made sure we didn't see each other before that moment. And he was so, so happy to see us. He ran up this tiny hill, worked really hard to get up that hill. And he was just like, mama, baba. And he ran into our arms. So that was a really sweet moment. And I'm happy we were able to coordinate that and just fit that into this jam-packed schedule. I'm pretty sure my wedding planner was like, Helen, stop adding things to the timeline. But this was a very important one. And I'm glad we were able to do that with him. We also wrapped some gifts for him. He's really into toy cars right now. So we brought a few wrapped gifts for him and then unwrapped those with him as well. And then secondly, the heart of Philip's vows was about how special it was for him to share his vows to me after already having gone through almost three years of marriage, almost two years of having a child, having gone through what I would say it's like very challenging and big testing grounds of any relationship having gone through newborn phase with your partner. It felt like these vows meant so much more than if he and I were to have exchanged these three years ago as marriage was still fresh. And a lot of his vows focused on me already being a wife and already being a mom. So I found that to be really sweet. And I think such a nice touch if you have your baby there to include him or her in your vows as well. Another thing we did to incorporate our baby into our wedding, he was our ring bearer. We had three in total. We had my nephew, Tyler, and Philip's nephew, Matthew, hold our baby's hand from both sides to walk down the aisle. I'm so sad I didn't actually get to witness this in real time because I came down the aisle last. But from the videos that I saw, he was jumping up and down and looked like he had such a fun time. For some reason, the lower button of his shirt was open, so his belly was exposed. (laughs) And when I saw the photos, I was like, what? (laughs) Come on. But people said it was extra cute because of that. So I guess some things you just gotta let control of and let happen. I also played in my head so many scenarios of how badly this was gonna go. I mean, sending a 19 month down an aisle full of people around you, even I as a 35 year old woman had some anxiety thinking about this, okay? Who knows what he could have done? He could have run away 
gone the opposite way, had a tantrum, screamed down the entire walk, which is all, all the scenarios I was envisioning. But I guess he did a great job. Just his belly hanging out. <laughs> and I really had nothing to worry about. During the recessional, which is when the bridal party exits the ceremony, Philip and I decided that as we walked down, there would be a moment in the middle where we do a little dip kiss for the photographers. And we had decided that after the dip, we would turn around to pick up our son, who would hopefully in that exact moment be running down the aisle towards us. We would then walk away with me, my husband, and our baby in our arms, and we'd get into our car which we had rented a vintage car for our wedding day. That's how I arrived at the ceremony. And we would drive away together. This was for the symbolism of our family as a unit walking away together and exiting the ceremony together. But I don't know if my husband and I, we were just on such a high of just getting married, finally getting married after all these years, finally exchanging vows, the intensity of us having 200 of our favorite people perhaps surrounding us and cheering us on, but we totally did the dip, then took a few steps after the kiss, continuing to walk down the aisle and towards the car, away from our son, before our wedding planner was like, your son, your son! And we turned around and we're like, oh my gosh, we almost left you behind! And at that exact moment when we turned around, it was almost 6 p.m. The sun was getting real low, but the sun was directly in his eyes, so he probably couldn't even see us. And as he was standing near the front of the aisle, he stood there, eyes winced, kind of squinty, which made him look really angry. And it could have been perceived as him being angry that we left him there. <laughs> so it was, I was like, oh my gosh, this looks so bad. But Philip immediately ran to him, picked him up, and we continued walking down the aisle together as planned, got into our car, drove away as a family, which is still what we wanted to have happen. But man, these little like perfect imperfections, you just, you really just have to go with the flow on your wedding day. I just wish I wasn't as like shocked when I turned around and went, oh my God, <laughs> like keep your composure, Helen, keep your composure. So on to how we incorporated our baby into the cocktail hour and reception. For the cocktail hour, we had special drinks at the bar. We had Philip's drink, which was a gin and tonic with a twist, added an orange slice and fresh thyme. Mine was a spicy margarita because kind of spicy. And while this is not typical, we decided to add a mocktail called Baby Wang's Bubbly Mojito Mocktail, which was fresh sliced strawberries, mint, lime, cucumber, and sparkling H2O. I think a lot of people ended up getting that and adding vodka to it, which sounded delicious, but that is how we incorporated him into the specialty cocktail list as a nice little touch. At our welcome table, we had photos of us as the couple on there, and we had a few photos with him in it as well. At the reception, we incorporated him into our first dance. So it was me and Philip for a majority of the song. And towards the end of the song, during the climax, we had these cold sparklers that were on all corners of the dance floor. And they went off. And Philip picked me up and we did a twirl, which is a whole thing. Twirls and pickups are way harder than they look, okay? Try them out. They are very difficult to do. But after the sparklers went off, we had my mom release 
our child onto the dance floor with the intent that he would run towards us and we would finish off the song with us holding him. But the funny thing was, he was so curious about the cold sparklers that had just gone off that the first thing he did instead of running to us was stick his head into the machine like, yo, what is this? So cool. (laughs) And we had to like yank him away before the sparklers went off again. And we picked him up and then danced with him for the rest of the first dance. Lastly, we had a custom cake topper created through a company called Asia World Topper, I believe it was, on Etsy. And it was so well done. They were so detail-oriented, perfected down to what my hairstyle would look like, what Philip suit would look like, my dress, my florals, even the hairpins that I had in my hair. And in all of the examples that this company showed on their Etsy page, they show the option to add a custom dog or pet. And I looked at this and I was like, could we add a custom baby? And they were so down for it and did such a good job with that. So our cake topper had me, Philip, and our little boy in his suspenders holding Baba's hands. Lastly, lastly, there were only a few kids at our wedding, kids of family members only, and we had coloring sheets that was custom to be wedding themed, and it said Helen and Philip's wedding on it. Another Etsy purchase, and that was a really good activity to have for kids at the wedding. We also had glow sticks and glow lights for the indoor after party. Those were a hit with the kids and definitely kept our baby distracted for a long time as well. We also made sure to have his stroller on hand at all times in case he got tired. But man, this baby never got in the stroller, never got tired. He loves people. He loves to party just like his mom and dad do. And that's basically it. I know that was a lot. We went into a lot of detail here. But like I said, I wanted to share all of it with you all. Hopefully for anyone who's thinking about ways to incorporate their baby into their wedding, this episode helps you out there. I remember trying to Google this exact topic for suggestions for myself, and there really wasn't much available on the interwebs. So I know this was more of a unique situation for me, but because of the pandemic, I think this is probably going to be more of a common search. Thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. If you're planning a wedding or just had one, I am definitely still in wedding mode and will probably be posting wedding content on my page for the next like month at least. So I would love to hear all about your wedding as well. I'll share a video of our first look with our baby on the Asian Boss Girl Instagram page as the the reel for this episode. So go ahead and check it out there. You can also find me on Instagram at H-W-U-W-U. That is all for now. For me and my little bubs. (laughs) Bye for now. 